I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. So does everyone know the rules about Halloween? Because I didn't know until I saw this movie. Um, you're not supposed to Oops. feed it after midnight, and you're not Wrong supposed to get it movie, wet. Kevin. God, <laughs> oh, damn it. we're not talking it, about Gizmo. It. Uh, it's more of a Christmas we're movie. Not. But no, this is a no. All Hallows' Eve. Samhain Boy, movie. is it. Yes. Yes. It's not there Sam no, Hain, as not Dr. Sam Hain. Loomis would say in ha- ha- Halloween 2. Even though the character's name is Sam, and uh, short yes, for true. Sam Hain, but yes, it is yeah. not Sam Hain. It is Samhain, as the little girl says, Rhonda says in this. I mean, it could have just been Sal. Yeah, it could have been Sal, yeah. but oh well. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> little Sal. He's so cute, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> He's freaking adorable with his little yeah. button eyes. I want to give yeah. him a little hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick him in a treat bag. And, like, even when he's unmasked at the end, like, I know he's supposed to look kind of <laughs> scary, but I'm just like, oh, little pumpkin head. <laughs> like a little jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> I want to pinch his little <laughs> severed uh, weird cheeks. I don't know. <laughs> well, he's become an icon, you know? He's uh, That's true. The, the spirit of Halloween. Uh, to yeah. the cool people, cool people. I'm always surprised every exactly. year when I hear that people are seeing this for the first time, and I'm like, which is great. But yeah. I'm always like, really? You haven't seen it before now? Okay. Well, I mean, for a movie that didn't play in theaters, yeah. which I still don't understand why. I, um, I have no it's... idea. I tried to figure out like some details about that, and it's still just like, why did this not end up playing? Like they filmed it, they planned on putting it in theaters. It might have had to do with the fact that he wrote that Superman Returns movie that didn't do well. And then they were like, maybe, maybe. we don't trust this. And th- there was some other stuff that they didn't want it to conflict with maybe in mm. October. But still, it's just like, why? You know, I don't understand it because it was like delayed for like two or three years. Right. It was like shot. And then. Yeah. Like, When's this yeah, going to yeah, yeah. come out? And yeah, it was shot way back in 2006. So it's like 15 years yeah. old if you go by that. And then it was supposed to come out in 2007. And then they just pulled it all of a sudden. And then it wasn't until 2009. Yeah. But then it did play in mm-hmm. some festivals in the meantime. But and that's how it built up all the you know word of mouth and everything. Exactly. But... I mean, the hype for this movie, I remember, was insane. Because yeah. it had a great trailer. And the festival reports were like through the roof. Like, this is a new classic. It's the best Halloween movie since Halloween, yep. you know. And for the first time, the the hype was actually right on the money. <laughs> yeah, usually really you hear stuff good. like that, and that's like hi- hyperbole. But no, this time it actually yeah. like it uh, paid off in the end, which mm-hmm. was yeah surprising. It really did. And it came out in such a weird time too, like mm-hmm. or at least when it would have come out in two thousand seven. Like horror, horror was not really campy anymore. It was very saw cut off people's yeah. limbs and you know uh rob's very zombie was like skull fucking yeah everybody yeah it was the kind of torture fuckery. porn era stuff uh, so like this didn't really mesh with that which i understand but it's also just kind of like why go through all the like uh, you know, know trouble of filming this movie to not release it you know it's such a weird yeah thing. on the heels of like the masterpiece that is black xmas you know <laughs> <laughs> we just can't compete with black xmas no we just can't yeah, I mean, the we're really ultimate holiday that, classic. You know, not, not it's a wonderful life. No, Black Xmas. <laughs> I mean, I watch it with my family every Christmas. Every I don't know what you're year. talking about. We love the eye, the eye eyeball traumas. We mm. make flesh cookies. It's a good time. We paint ourselves <laughs> yellow to look uh, like yeah. Billy. We got some glass unicorns sitting by us the whole time. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a great. real. A real clam bake, really. It's a good time. Well, we'll we'll get into it here soon, but uh, we sure will. It's been a big couple weeks here. You know, we had to record our last couple episodes early, so we didn't really get to talk about some of the stuff that came out last week. But right. a lot of shit came out last week. Um, oh my god, y'all! It's too much. You know, the first thing was the scream trailer, which yes. I don't know. It didn't really move me either way. Like, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm a little more optimistic about it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks like it was shot with a camera. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I'm like, good for <laughs> thank them. Thank God, thank God. 
<laughs> wow. Like, yippee. Look at the. I mean, I don't know because I've been told that the trailer is very misleading, which is, I mm. think is good. I like when they have a good mis- misleading trailer so it doesn't spoil things. Yeah. Um, and I like that the three biggies are back again, which is great. Everyone looks sure. great. And sure. uh, they're going to do some good stuff. But yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I don't know where it's going. It looks sort of a little same old, same old. I'm not sure if it. Yeah. People have pointed out that maybe tonally it will be a little more serious. I, I didn't yeah. really get that from the trailer, but maybe. I don't not know. Really? Uh, I mean... I, and there's that little twist there at the end where they say that what they're killing victims of billions to or no uh, relatives yeah. of billions to right um, which is like okay what are you doing with this like it feels like that plot point in scream 2 that they didn't do anything with where you know they're killing people oh, the with the same names copycat as, thing yeah it's like that didn't really end up going like anywhere. half the movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we um, ran out of people at this university to kill with those names so i guess we're just gonna yeah. start killing randoms like i don't know like yeah <laughs> in the mind of debbie salt anything is possible it made sense i, I guess know. yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's like she could have just killed Sydney and been done with it. But no, she has to kill all these yeah. random people first. And then but, oh, no. but yeah, I don't know. And uh, you know, some of the one-liners, I don't know. Uh, maybe they'll be more, you know, uh, in context, I will appreciate them more. Yeah. But there's a couple in there where I'm like, you know, do I need to know that you're Sydney Prescott? Like, we all know who you are, you know? I was <laughs> like, very confused when she came on screen. So I'm glad she, <laughs> she clarified. said who she was because... <laughs> I'm not familiar with her work at all. Um, we now know she's a gun owner. That's the only thing I learned from that trailer. <laughs> but Great. will she wear a tank top in the movie? That's Where, what I want to know. Will she? Will she? Is she know. really a strong feminist heroine? Because she can't be unless she has the tank. The, the, she got the tank top. Tank top. So that's the Scream trailer. You know, uh, not yeah. much to say about it. It exists. It's a trailer, you know. Okay, so that's that. Uh, what about Child's Play? Oh, I love it. Yes. Chucky. What a great Chucky, show. Chucky, Chucky. It's great. It's so wonderful. Fantastic. Good. Yes. It's the TV series I've been waiting for like my entire life. It's great. <laughs> Me too. It's like every episode I'm just like, I needed this when I was like 12. Yes, I needed to. This is 100%. such a great show. A gay lead. Crazy. A gay Who lead. My God. Like, it's still oh. so rare in horror. Like, it I is. can't think of a single horror film with a, well, you know, a mainstream horror film with a yeah, openly yeah. gay male lead, you know, it just mm-hmm. still is not a thing that exists. I mean, there's been somewhere that have been like supporting characters, but like as a lead, no, it's got a great tone too, which like mm-hmm. you never know what to expect from Chucky movies as we talked about during our Child's really, Play, really don't. Child's Play month. Um, the most recent episode had a reference to a particular character who we have not heard from in a long time, which made me very happy. So that, was that is right. Our dear Glenn Glenda. Our dear Glenn Glenda. Glenn Glenda. Oh, I like that Chucky's proud of his child. Me too. I, you I, know? I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's just sweet. Like, who would have thought 30-something <laughs> years ago when this movie first came out that yeah. all these years later, not only <laughs> That's called would he have character a, development, a, a, y'all. <laughs> a queer child, but this psycho killer would be kind of proud of this child. <laughs> Yeah, he's a gay advocate, a queer advocate, if you will. Who yes. knew? <laughs> Grand Marshal for Pride, Chucky. Yeah, Chucky. Just putting it out there. <laughs> well, it's not going to be Michael Myers. We'll get to that, but, you know. Oh, oh, because <laughs> he's homophobic. He's a homophobic. He's right. a homophobe. Even if you're not really huge on the franchise, I think it's worth just jumping in. I mean, yeah, there are references mm-hmm. to previous films, but, like, we haven't even seen Jennifer Tilly yet, so I'm waiting for that. Not but, yet. Oh, I know. I heard she has a cameo in, like, the opening sequence at the uh, yard sale, but I didn't really see her, so whatever. Yeah, Devin Saw was good in it. Playing uh, a double role. Double role, an episode. For an episode, (laughs) yes. Not to be too spoilery here, but yeah, for an episode. Because at first I was like, how are they going to pull this off for a whole show? And then I was like, oh, that's how. Oh, that's how. (laughs) Cool. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so it's good. You know, only two episodes in, but it's one of those shows that, like, even if the plot doesn't, like, go where I quite want it to by the end, I'm still going to love it because the characters are so engaging and, like, you know, I just like spending time with them and stuff. So it's... It's just it's wonderful in that regard. Watch out, friends. This is real musty yeah. TV. <laughs> this is the, the, the new friends. <laughs> Ch- yeah. Chucky is the new friends. <laughs> He'll be there for you. Slumber Party Massacre. Let's Quick thoughts on that. Yes. On the Sci-Fi Channel of all places, mm-hmm. quite a hoot. Yeah, yeah. Like you said on Facebook, it kind of takes the premise of the original and then goes off in a totally different direction, which is 
to me it feels like it could exist in the same universe as the other ones you know it's it's i agree like you you know put a four or whatever after the title and it's basically yeah. just you know another entry in the series you know because i mean aren't they all kind of like the same basic story like just yeah. girls having a slumber party and some dude shows up with a drill i mean that's pretty much all of them so and uh maybe a musical mm-hmm. numbers in there and uh there might be there are no musical numbers in this there is a wonderfully gratuitous male shower scene which is oh nice. my gosh yes and the, the pillow fight also wonderful a yes pillow fight yeah it's got I all these great very funny <laughs> it, it's great like i'm sure uh a lot of straight guys will watch this and be like what the fuck is this gay shit Where and like you know tits? it's yeah Where's but they have the no beaver? problem with exactly they had no problem with these in the original film like yeah. all the stuff in the, um and you know the original film was kind of satirical in that regard too so like this it was is yeah. just kind of going the other direction with that but yeah it's and they have that great uh callback to slumber party massacre 2 with the guitar which i appreciate That's yeah great. i thought that and, was funny uh, yeah that i think that 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 was my favorite death the one with the guitar mm-hmm. string that gets <laughs> it's so, so good weird so good yeah it's got you know kind of a polarizing last act which yeah, i understand some people don't like it but yeah it's it's fun you know it's got some I enjoyed uh, it yeah especially because you know we went in with like ridiculously low expectations when we heard about this so yeah like yeah. what are they doing here all I have to say about the I know I know what you did last summer series is that it, it exists. Um, I've seen one episode. It's uh, from what I hear from people, it does not really lean into the slasher stuff as much as the '90s film does, which I understand because uh, Lois Duncan hated that movie. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's classic at this point in terms of like slashers, but uh, this show seems to be going tonally more for the book um even though it doesn't really have anything to do with the plot of the book so what are you gonna do um i don't know i i'm a little open to seeing where the rest of goes i've heard people say that it has gotten worse as it goes along which is not a good sign but we'll see um no comment from me i still have not seen it i might just wait until it's all out there and just binge after i think that's the way to go it kind of pissed me off that they released just the first four episodes to like critics and stuff because that's goofy a lot of bad things can happen in the last half of a series, you know? Yes, as we've seen with every Ryan Murphy production. Three-fourths of the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes are just going to be people that have only seen the first four episodes, and then that impacts yeah. the score and everything else. Not that Rotten Tomatoes means anything, but, you know. Yep. Okay, and then, you know, probably what people really want to hear us talk about is... There was some other movie that came out recently, right? What was that? What was that little was it? film? Um, I can't remember what it was. Evil uh, Dies Tonight? Was, was Evil that Dies, the name of the movie? Or Evil just... Dies Tonight. Uh, just keep Evil saying Dies that over tonight. and over okay. and over again. Kevin, did you know that Evil Dies Tonight? Because I... Evil Dies Tonight. <laughs> evil and Dies in Tonight. In Haddonfield, Evil Dies Tonight. Mm, mm, because evil. Michael has transcended, you understand. He's transcended okay. into okay. evil, which dies tonight. Mm, okay, all right. So, uh, are you, are you? Wait, let me get this straight. Let me get. Now, I'm trying to put all the pieces together. Here. Are you suggesting that evil dies tonight? I, I, I just, well, I, I see, can't really. Laurie Strode <laughs> stole some pain meds and she got really high and decided okay. that she knows what makes Michael tick now. Sure. She, she, she had a Oprah aha moment and mm-hmm. realized that he's transcended. Okay. Okay. Now, is this when she's in the bed the whole movie? <laughs> because her biggest trauma in this movie is bed bugs, let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah. It should just be called Halloween bed sores. I mean, it's bed just sores, like there's yeah. no point in like she's just cashing her pay paycheck right. like there's no tomorrow. Right. Improvising these barely lucid monologues about the nature of evil and <laughs> who michael is i don't know what this shit is i'm like why are you still talking laurie shut up this is this is my biggest issue yeah and everyone has really pointed this out just the dialogue it's like it wasn't good in the previous film but it's it's like even worse in this one and i'm just like what is what are you talking about it's like so terrible it's like they all think they're in a production of macbeth and it's just like this weird like bizarre self-important like pontificating and i'm like where is this going it's like one of the writers is from um that uh sundance show rectify which i've heard is very pompous oh. too so you know. oh no so maybe the monologues were from him I yeah it could be it's, it's so strange oh. um, it is listen it's always a joy to watch a halloween movie in the theaters especially around the halloween season 
Yeah. I would say I enjoyed it for what it was, which I'm not quite sure what it was. It makes no <laughs> yeah, sense. I think you're more positive on this than uh, uh, most of the other <laughs> most queer horror podcasters that I've heard. Which is fine. I'm glad that you because found enjoyment so in this stupid. movie. <laughs> it's the dumbest it's, movie it's I think so I've ever seen how, in my life. What's well, so weird how polarizing it is, too. Like, I've heard just people really just... Some like, people I didn't love like, it. Like, they're like, yeah, best let me... sequel in the series. I'm like, okay, right. let's or calm down Or it's the, down the there. worst thing ever made. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's not even the worst film in the franchise, so calm down, you know? it's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'll say I didn't like it, but, like... I'm also not like, oh, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, there are obviously things right. that I, you know, um, appreciate. I think, um, and we've kind of talked about this on social media and stuff. But it's mm-hmm. like, I think that the direction is better than it was the last time around. The, yeah, there's a little more mood. Yeah, um, yeah. Pacing's I, better, I, for sure. Yeah, I, I I, think maybe what it is is that after the, la- the last one, I went in with these such low expectations. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. I enjoyed it more than the last one, which is not high praise but it you know it's i think i did slightly more there there were just like there are things that are i don't know it's like there are things that are improved from the last one but then that Mm -hmm. script it's just so yeah like not that i don't understand i just don't understand what's going on it's it's like all character development just has gone out the window i appreciate you know Kyle Richards got that really cool moment, and I appreciate that. But it's like give her, and she's gonna be the next one, so maybe they'll give her more to do in the next one. But uh, I could have used a little more. You know, maybe it's because I, you know, I know nobody expected her to have like anything to do, so it was nice to see her get something to do. But you know, out of all the returning cast members, she got the most to do. I think. Well, I mean, I I guess really Anthony Michael Hall got the most to say. Yeah, yeah, that that's a good. None of what he said was good. Yeah, exactly. It's like he's not really playing a character. He's just like this like no. dumb jock, one-dimensional mob leader. He's basically his Edward Scissorhands character, even though he that is. character got even more to do than this guy, or at it's least was true. a little more developed. So, you know, it's... Can you imagine Paul Rudd playing that role? I cannot. No. At all. That, I at I all. think he avoided uh, disaster. You know, all yeah. things considered, there was a moment that when they first reintroduced Sheriff Brackett. I yes. got a little misty-eyed for some reason. I don't know why. I guess it's just like seeing this guy who's like elderly, who has this history, and we haven't seen him on screen since 1981 in this franchise. So sure. it was, for some reason, that moved me. And then once again, he has like three lines, and his last one is a fucking doozy. It's like any development in this movie comes more from the actors than from the script. Like, it's like just mm-hmm. seeing them on screen, I feel like, is where it comes yeah. from. Like, just like they have to make do with like nothing to work with. Because, like, even there's literally nothing. There's nothing. I mean, look, I didn't like a lot of the development that was in Halloween 2018. Not that there was a lot, but there was mm-hmm. like some scenes they attempted, you know, with the restaurant and everything yeah. else. And they I didn't tried. really care for that, but it did seem like it was at least leading somewhere. And then mm-hmm. this movie comes along and it's like, they're just treading water the entire movie. Like, I didn't learn anything yep. new about anybody. I'm like, except for Hawkins, no. which, okay. Like, I don't no. really care about Hawkins, like, but all right. So he's still alive and he has a past. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's got a past. Okay. Uh, it's, an, it's an excuse to go back to 1978, which, okay. Yeah, uh, which is probably the best part of the movie, if I'm going to be honest. It's interesting. It doesn't really serve any purpose. It's kind of, you it know, doesn't. cool to see. But, you know, uh, look what we can do with, you know technology you could put some grain in there too that would have been nice but whatever and i guess it's kind of interesting to see like how they apprehended michael but i still don't totally buy it because this guy is fucking indestructible no. and can take out an entire firefighter squad and an entire town mob so like how did you keep what him in a facility for 40 years just fascinating to me is that laurie strode apparently thought her little plan in the last one would work but then in this movie she's always talking about how michael's pure evil he's the boogeyman you can't stop the boogeyman he gets stronger the more we rage on and stuff and it's like so if you knew this beforehand did you think your little plan was gonna work girl it's a just a totally different michael from the previous one i feel like you know it's like exactly he was not a fucking Terminator in the previous one. And I, I, you know, I get it. Like the original films were kind of like this too, in the sense that like, you never knew what kind of Michael you were going to get in um, the movies. And I think (laughs) we got the tall, we got the short, the fat, the tall, the fat, skinny, uh, the terrible mask in H2O. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Every Michael's different. Choose your own Michael. A little different. It, It really is. So, you know, I get that, but, then I also think they shouldn't have sold these movies as like a trilogy because then you have mm-hmm. certain, ex- at least I have certain expectations of like, oh, there's going to be some cohesion between these movies. There's going to be some development in the second one that leads cohesion. into the third one. And it's like, that doesn't happen. Heaven. 
that is such a high expectation for a f- film to be cohesive. I think I know. H- how dare get I? Get off your high horse. <laughs> People are going to be attacking me when I attack the Exorcist movies. They're going to be like, "How dare you attack this brilliant movie?" You know. You know, I get the arguments that like, okay, you know, this is probably closer to even something like Halloween 2 in the sense that like it's it's the same night. Uh, there's not a lot mm-hmm. of character development. It's more just kind of like, right. you know, the after effects of that. So, like, I'm sympathetic to that argument. But mm-hmm. as the second part of a trilogy, again, I have a hard time. And I guess it's not even really a trilogy. It's like a quadrilogy if you include the first film. But, yeah, like, true, I, yeah. I'm just like, where is this leading? You know, it's like the yeah. only thing important that really happened is that last I guess, we should have probably put a spoiler war- warning on all this, but I assume oh, people know. Oh, yeah, about spoiler. <laughs> if you haven't seen the you movie, know, which who hasn't a, at this point? It's made 3,000 zillion dollars. Exactly, yeah. But it's like the only really important thing that happens is Judy Greer's, you know, gotcha death at the very end, which I do <laughs> I consider it a gotcha death because it's in the last, like, two <laughs> seconds of the movie. And because she says gotcha And because again. she says gotcha, I, I fucking almost threw my, I, I was watching this on vacation on a tiny laptop and I about threw it across the room when that fucking happened. Because it was such a crowd pleaser the first time. They had to put, uh, put it back in there. I wouldn't be surprised if they fucking reshot that. Like, you know what? Um, This one guy at the test screening said she didn't say gotcha. So we probably need to reshoot it with her saying right. that. Cause it's, right. It's, it's, uh, like, they're going to throw own, a fit if we don't have her doing that. You know, uh, like that's her, her, um her like, how are you doing thing? Like that's like her, <laughs> exactly. her, her, her catchphrase. Yeah. 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 She's got a catchphrase. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Her hello, moto. Yeah. <laughs> you quiero <Yeah>. Taco Bell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you quiero Michael Myers. <laughs> what a fucking weird movie. I don't know. Like, you know, I just... it is the weirdest movie. <laughs> and of course, as we said, you know, Michael is homophobic because he killed really annoying gay characters. So that makes him, you know, homophobic. <laughs> There's more outrage over the story itself than yeah like what actually happened you know it's like i see people reposting the story like oh this is so stupid it's like okay you know Mm -hmm. it is stupid but also like you're just playing into this whole thing i don't know yeah it's just it's goofy i don't think it's i mean i think this film was a very diverse film you know lots of you know different types of characters races body sizes and sexualities and Although I'm very Did, offended there there were no one-legged dyslexic sex workers in the film. I saw a mime. But <laughs> that would have bumped it up at least half a star for me. I'm going to complain about it. I'm really upset about the lack of re- representation. There's still time for Halloween ends, you know? It's, yeah. It's like, do you want to look at this movie as an 80s movie or as a contemporary horror movie? And mm-hmm. I, I guess that's where I get a little, like if I look at it more as like an 80s movie, I can see like, okay, you know, this is kind of fun. It's got dumb characters, like a lot of 80s yeah. slashers, you know, it's, you know, that's fun. But then it's also like, again, as the second part of this trilogy and after films like Scream and even H2O, it's like, oh, I thought we were going to have like some engaging characters in this, which maybe that was my bad. Maybe I shouldn't have expected that. <laughs> expected way too much, yeah. Kevin. You know, expected way, way too much, much, apparently. I know people are like, oh, stop expecting this big drama. I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm just expecting like a little bit of development, just you know, like some a little development. Bit, you know? Like, you know, it's ridiculous that people seem to forget the reason that these movies worked so well the first time was because you yeah. had characters you cared about. Yeah, the original you know, Halloween, and, you know. I really think why people like these two films so much is because Michael does finally look like he did in the first movie. And maybe that's what it is. Like the fanboys are like, finally, Michael looks like he's supposed to. Like, I, it's I, all I'm aesthetics. trying to understand it. Like, yeah, I'm nobody can un- seem to look it. past the like the fact that, oh, they brought back people from the old movie. Oh, he looks yeah. just like Michael Myers. Like, and OK, I get it. I guess if you just like surface level, cool. you know, things. Yeah. All right. But like it's but like do something with it. If you're going to some substance would be back. nice, you know? Yeah. OK, I, I appreciate mm-hmm. the idea of having a movie about like town trauma and like some mob mentality stuff, but it's just like, it's so chaotic. Like, and and yeah. you don't care about any of the characters because they're not developed no. at all. So it's just like, Mm-mm. they're just getting picked off one by one. I get a little frustrated when filmmakers assume that I'm going to care about characters without telling me anything about them and who they exactly. are. Exactly. Like, I know that doesn't speak well of human humanity sure, to say, sure. you know, I need to know something about this person before sure. I care if, if they die. Yeah. But right. that's just a fact. And I think it worked more in a lot of 80s slashers because mm-hmm. 
like all the Friday the 13th movies, it's like they're just these dumb archetypes. So it's like it's kind of yeah. I hate to say fun, but it's like oh okay, they had it coming. You know, yeah. it's like oh they're yeah, just they're just, just acting stupid. Whereas this movie like tries to be a little more goofier. Yeah, it's a goofier you know. tone. Whereas this movie is, yeah. I mean, there there's some goof in this movie, but it's not intentional. I feel like most of the time, except for the the the, mm. the girl who shoots herself after the door opens. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was good, but <laughs> that was like my favorite part of the movie. But. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I was like, what is this? A final de- destination movie? Like, what, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? I, I, actually, that r- reminded me of Black Xmas, the yes. the ice. Yeah, the icicle. Yeah, that's true. Like, this is so stupid. <laughs> Kyle and her big bag of bricks. How how did she huff those up that hill? <laughs> that's a good without question. making a scene. Because I'd be like, oh, oh. it's all that like, that I Real Housewives uh, <laughs> arm strength that she's developed from slapping people in the face and throwing wine at people. And <laughs> I'm still not sure how when they find her, it looks like she's been beaten in the face. Yeah, people say that there's been some, like, like cutscenes in there somewhere, because it doesn't really make any sense. Like, <laughs> I'm like, why does she have a split lip? She looked fine when she was in did, that little... Right, quarry. did the town mob just, like, beat her up? Like, or what? what's going on? <laughs> like, she's Michael, get her! She's like, no, no! <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. This guy who they think is Michael, the whole fucking movie looks nothing like Michael. He's walking around with, like, this limp, and he's like, you know, this is not Michael Myers, y'all. <laughs> and at some point, they're like, how do we know what Michael Myers looks like now? And there's a fucking scene in the bar where they say there are two escaped patients and they show their faces, both exactly. of them. <laughs> okay, like I, I was curious where we would fall on this and it's like, I, I think we're, we're similar in terms of like how we feel about the movie, but I think you just like yeah. are able to embrace the like absurdity of it a little more than I am on I this one, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, It reminds me of like Friday the 13th part five where it's just like sure. a bunch of weird characters just being killed for no reason. Yeah. But again, it's not even the worst film in the franchise like oh, God, no. you know it, like there are far worse films than this and uh you know so whatever do what you're gonna do yeah but uh the movie's out there you know yeah y'all and probably you seen don't think point. i have pre-bought my tickets for halloween ends halloween if I, ends. Could. <laughs> I would i can't wait because <laughs> the last entry in a trilogy is always the best entry right i can think of so many films where that is the case <laughs> they're really gonna go for broke yeah, but see, this is gonna be fun because th- this is the one where they're gonna have to explain themselves and all their weird choices in the past two movies, and I don't have enough confidence in them to make that work. So it's gonna oh, be a fucking all. shit show. <laughs> oh, of course, because they've put off all of this, all of this work until the last movie because they were too fucking lazy to do any of it. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna open with a flat, flat flashback to Halloween night, nineteen sixty three. With yeah. young Michael, and he's going to look out his window, and a special constellation of stars is going to light up in the sky, <laughs> and lightning strikes, and that's what possesses him, and it's going to be something ridiculous. I know it is. Oh, I can't wait. And I'm going to laugh, and everyone's going to be di- disappointed, and I'm going to say, you put too much freaking trust in these people after that first movie. Exactly. I mean, there were so many red flags in that movie that like, and people just like, uh, they couldn't, uh, I mean, it was uh, held up as this like big trauma, you know, uh, metaphor. And it's like, but it's not, if they really cared about her trauma, they would have just made this like drama movie about her dealing with it. Not, these movies are just an excuse to get them to fight again. It's like he, but Mm -hmm. again, he doesn't give a shit about her. He doesn't doesn't care. He doesn't even know who she is. (laughs) Yeah. You don't even go here. You don't. I mean, it doesn't even go on. here. Yeah, it's really sad. She's just. It like, is so sad. It's <laughs> she really thinks he cares, and not sad in a good way. Just like pathetic. <laughs> like I feel bad for this woman, and I don't like feeling that way about Laurie Strode. You know, I'd rather no. her her be like in Halloween H two O, where she's had twenty years to work through her shit, and she has taken the time yeah. to build herself back up, and mm-hmm. and then when Michael Myers comes back, you know, it's she's not. Yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're brother and sister, so it makes sense why they would have this weird sort of relationship like that. But like this, it's like, he uh, just doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. I, I don't know. I would not be shocked if they bring back the brother-sister angle <laughs> in Halloween Ends. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Everybody. <laughs> just because. Uh, 
I know you're not a Star Wars fan or whatever, but like they they, they made the new movies, you know, this this past decade, and uh, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of these movies in the sense that there was yeah. no planning at all, and people oh no were no. so pissed by the end of. Um, it's like the first one goes off in one direction, the second one they hire totally different people, it goes off in a totally different direction, mm-hmm. and then the whole time people are like, oh, it's it's okay, it's all gonna come together in the last one. Guess what? <laughs> it did not fucking come together in the last one, and that's how this this is starting to feel like with this franchise yeah, here. I'm a little concerned because um. You know, he he changed his plan on what he was going to do for Halloween ends during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And now he's yeah. like, we're going to bring the pandemic into it. And which is like, OK, like, how's that going to work? And um, is he going to get COVID? Is that what's going to kill him? Like, is that what finally Michael kills Michael, Michael Myers is COVID? COVID. <laughs> <laughs> you see, it's a metaphor, Ke- ah, Kevin, okay. for our, okay. our broken system. It's so deep. It's so deep. Because the system yeah. failed. <laughs> And evil should die tonight. Evil, I mean, it didn't die this night, but, you know, no. there's many nights. This, this franchise, franchise is so stupid. <laughs> I mean, let's get real. This is the dumbest fucking fran- <laughs> franchise. And we come back every damn time. It every is just, time. We are horrible people. We like to Whatever. be abused. Awful. Well, you know, if uh, Jason Blum wants to take my idea for a Halloween franchise timeline crossover movie, you know, I, I am willing to do that. Uh, because in that movie you have Tommy Doyle and he creates this rift in time and space and then you got all the Michael Myers from across every timeline comes and then they sync up like like, because they're in the thorn burst and they got all these powers and then Laurie Strode shows up and she's like Sarah Connor and she's got like machine guns and then another Laurie Strode shows up and she's like a hairstylist and she's helping out somehow and and then like the jock Tommy shows up and he fights with the nerd Tommy and they like get in an argument about magic runes and shit and then Colonel Cochran shows up and he's like working behind the scenes because he's like this maniacal trickster and he's like ooh I'm actually the one who let all the Michaels loose on the world so you know call me Cochran should return for Halloween ends. I think just so. Dis- discover it's all his master plan. They've been talking. I- I've seen some reports about like the producers are like we want to do something with Halloween three, which okay, at least it's not the same thing you you've been doing. So why not? You know. I mean, yeah. listen, it could totally tie in. What if Michael is like a perfected human robot that sure. Co- Cochran's been working on all these years? Again, he's a Terminator. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And if Cochran was played by say. Tom at at Atkins in this, I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind it. Way yeah, to bring it all t- together. That sure. would be like the coolest movie ever. <laughs> They're like we're tying it so. into season of the witch. <laughs> that would forgive would just, everything. Yeah, I mean, it would really pump up the Halloween vibes too. You know, it's mm-hmm. it, because other than Trick or Treat, like season of the witch is one of the most Halloweeny films out there. So you know, totally. But yeah, that oh, that's gosh. our thoughts on you know Halloween Kills. Don't gaslight people either. Like, that bugs me when people are like, oh, this is so bad. And if you don't think it's bad, you're crazy. Or Ugh. this is so good. And how dare know. you, you know, uh, what is criticize that? this at all? Like, just let people, let people like or dislike whatever they fucking want. Yeah. It's like, so people take rude. it as like a personal affront to them sometimes yeah. when like somebody likes or dislikes something that they don't. And it's like, yeah. first of all, it's a, it's a Halloween movie, folks. Like, there have been Let's some real doozies down. in this franchise. And there will be more before and we there die. There will be many, there will many be 3, more. There will be 3,000 more. And we will see all of them. All right. Well, we are talking about a movie today. I know. Surprise. Trick or treat. This is uh, written and directed by Mr. Michael Doherty, who's known for Urban Legends, Bloody Mary, X-Men 2, Superman Returns, Krampus, Godzilla, King of Monsters, a lot of genre stuff. Good for him. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, it is produced by the terrible human being, Brian Singer. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, a waste of a human being. Because they probably, yeah, they both work together on X-Men 2, so that's probably how this movie came to be, so there's that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he's awful. Um, Yeah, Yeah, he's a piece Uh, of shit. uh, This is based on a 1996 animated short called Season's Greetings, created by Doherty. That film featured Sam as a little boy dressed in orange footy pajamas with a burlap burlap sack head covering. Um, He's stalked by a stranger on Halloween night. So not quite the same, but it does have Sam in there. Doherty has said that, you know, Christmas had Santa and Easter had the the Easter Bunny and uh, Halloween didn't really have, you know, a uh, icon of sorts other than Michael Myers, who doesn't really say anything. So, you know, he's just that's true. The, the strong, silent type. Um, I mean, not that Sam says anything, but he's more mischievous, I he guess. You know, a bit. He, he grunts a little bit. Yeah, he, he kind of captures that childlike energy for the holiday and the kind of mischievous mm-hmm. mischief, mischief, um, impish, feel. you could say. 
Uh, there were 18 drafts of this script, apparently. And I guess the, the theme that kept crep creeping in was that each of the stories represents a different stage of a person's experience with Halloween. So you got Dylan Baker and his son, uh, and that's kind of like the introduction to the holiday. The second one is with the kids, and that's like you and your friends roaming around on Halloween night uh, without your parents. And then you got Anna Paquin and her friends, and that's like, I don't know, sex, I guess. And uh, the final story is with Brian Cox, and of course that's very Scrooge, you know, Christmas Carol stuff going on there. The stories were initially written separate from one another, but Doherty kept finding ways to link them together. I think for the most part it works really well. Yeah, I mean, It does, yeah. The only one I'm always a little iffy on is the vampire one with Dylan Baker. Like, it feels like something a little extra. Like, I get it, but it's, yeah, you know, it's we already like got so Dylan Baker's story, so it's like... Like know. a child murderer and a part-time semi-vampire? And a part-time vampire, yeah. yeah. Um, he really gets around. This he just loves... I yeah, mean, he, yeah. I love he's that the, he's the principal. Yeah, he's the principal, yeah. <laughs> so he's great. the biggest Halloween fan, you know. He, 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 <laughs> he wants to be everything to everyone, yeah. Yeah. Supposedly, he wrote the script with Dylan Baker in mind, um... Just thinking about happiness, which I can totally see. I that could see that. I definitely see character. that. Because, like, the first time I saw this, I had just seen happiness, and I was like, "Yeah, why are they putting him with child children again? This does not seem like a good idea." <laughs> he reads as a pedophile in like the first scene when you first <laughs> yeah. meet him. Yeah, it's, it's like, oh no. <laughs> uh, it was filmed in Vancouver, Canada, in 2006. It was originally slated for an October 5th, 2007 release, as we said. But mysteriously, they pushed it back. We don't know why. Who knows? It ended up being kind of a blessing for the movie, though, because like we said, it just built this cult following over the years, and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, now it's kind of, you know, one of the main Halloween movies out there. Um, yeah. it's 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 got a Scream Factory Collector's Edition it, now. It's beautiful, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of Pulp Fiction-y, because it's got all these mm. connected stories and everything, and... Uh, just the Halloween aesthetic, you really can't beat it here. You know, it really captures every, with the, the jack-o'-lanterns and the, the fog coming in and uh, mm. it's got everything. The costumes That's are beautiful. amazing, yeah. I like how this town treats it as like Mardi Gras. That's fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have a, a big old party where they're getting drunk in the streets and yep. having a parade. I like that. Uh, did pretty well with critics, too, when they finally saw it. It's got an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Dread Central gave it 5 out of 5 stars. They say, Trick or Treat ranks among John Carpenter's Halloween as traditional October viewing, and I can't imagine a single horror fan that won't fall head over heels in love with it. I mean, I've, I've met some, but, you know. I'm sure there's a few, but there are there's people a few we don't there. like to talk to, so that's right. fine. Well, some people hate any horror film made after, like, 1999, so there's that. That is or true. Or 1989, that is even. very, very true. <laughs> Bloody Disgusting ranked it ninth in their list of top 20 horror films from the 2000s, That just that decade there. Um, they said it's so good that its lack of theatrical theatrical release borders on criminal. Uh, Variety was like, it's a bloodier, cheekier ver version of the omnibus... I can't talk today. The omnibus shockers that were once in trade with Britain's uh, Amicus Productions. Uh, mm -hmm. They were like... They said that Doherty must have really studied 70s films like Tales from the Crypt and The Vault of Horror. And, uh, you know, Michael Doherty has expressed interest in a sequel since 2009. Uh, he even officially announced it in 2013. But here we are in 2021. Hasn't happened. We'll mm. see. You know, I just like all the little bits that he adds to this. So you can watch this every time and find something a little bit new that you didn't notice the first time around. I like that mm -hmm. when films do that. Um, he said, I like rewarding people for paying attention. It's almost when you watch Airplane or Naked Gun and you notice those little background gags that are in there, which, sure. I think we talked about overall things, so, you know, what's going on? Well, there's a there's a couple. They look like they're in their, like, their late 20s, early 30s, and they're, it's it's Halloween, and they're coming back from a big party, and they're a, a little bit buzzed, you know. The wife decides to um, blow out the jack-o'-lantern and the husband's like don't you know the rules and she's like i don't care it's not you don't know the Hanukkah. rules like yeah <laughs> it's just halloween yeah and so um and apparently like her mom's coming in and she wants everything to be clean by tomorrow and stuff and he's kind of horny so he goes in and puts on the tape which i guess is some sort of pornography <laughs> we never find out what this is it just says nature no. special on it like they're hiding yeah. it from kids or whatever but <laughs> they're doing it like they do on the discovery channel He's um, and, um he's a big TV genre actor. He's done like Battlestar Galactica. I've seen him and, a lot. 
Dollhouse and Supernatural. Yeah, is uh, Tomo Peniket, I believe is his name. Weird name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Leslie Bibb, who's from Ryan Murphy's Popular and Iron Man and some other stuff. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And so she's cleaning up and she sees this like creepy dude looking at her and she's all nervous but he's just a random kid who's waiting to be picked up by his friends and she's like oh yeah so she's taking off these covers these like sheets from these little statue things in the yard and this feels um, like a halloween reference to me just with like oh yeah 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 laundry stuff absolutely yeah because you got the laundry you got the stalker across across the street who's Mm -hmm. just staring at her it's a it's a very halloweeny scene and then the big shocker is, is that there's nothing underneath those mannequins, but there is something in like the basket where she's putting all the sheets and it pops out and like strangles her and she's like fighting and stuff. And it bites off this like lollipop thing and turns it into <laughs> a weapon and just like yeah. slices her and she's dead. Mm-hmm. And then her husband finds her all displayed out in the yard because she did not believe in the Halloween traditions. Yep. And that's the opening of the movie. You know, it's a good way to open. It is. And then we get that awesome, like, EC Comics uh, opening sequence with the, like, jilting music themes. It's great. We don't really get a lot of good, like, opening title sequences anymore, you know? It's just, like, straight to the point. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, so then we start to meet all of our main characters we have this principal who Mm -hmm. is um coming back home and discovering that the bowl that he left out full filled with can candy where he said to just take one is being um gorged upon by this (laughs) kid who is stealing all the candy and he's like you know you shouldn't do that and he sits down and talks to him on the stoop and and as this kid is eating candy he starts to feel kind of sick and he's talking about all the Halloween traditions. And then all of a sudden this this kid just starts like vomiting up like mm. gallons of like chocolate and blood combined. Yeah, yeah bile, <laughs> chocolate, blood, it's vomit. It's yeah, it's it's real nasty. <laughs> and so he's like, Well, you forgot the tradition, always check your candy. Mm-hmm. And um and so then he kind of leads him into 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 the house, and some more kids come by, and they're like, "Hey, can we have your jack lantern?" And he's like, "Sure, what a, whatever." <laughs> now pay attention, and, kids, um, because these trick or treaters will show up again. They yeah. will return. Yes, they make a triumphant return several <laughs> yes. times. And so then he's like burying him in the bo- in 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 the uh, in the backyard. This is great. This whole like it's physical humor sequence—it's—it's it's, and it's not something. If they played the serious, like people would throw a fit, but because it's so over the top, yeah. that, like you kind of have it's to just ridiculous. like go with it. <laughs> yeah. Because then the neighbor's dog starts yeah. starts starts to bark, and he's like, yeah. "Oh shit! Oh shit!" So he 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 pulls off one 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 of the kid's fingers and throws mm-hmm. it at the dogs to <laughs> so shut him up. And the old guy that lives next door, Mister Krieg, right? Krieg, um, yeah. yeah. He's he's like, what's going on out out there? And the dead kid is not quite so dead, and he keeps like making noises, and the mm-hmm. principal's tr- tr- trying to shut him up and stuff, and it's so great. Just like the physical humor that like Baker has in this scene is yeah, so it's good. It's wonderful. And Mr. Creed goes back in, and everything seems to be fine. But then uh, the principal's freaking kid keeps calling out the window, like, I just got back from trick-or-treating. Let's make a jack-o'-lantern. And he's like, can you shut up? I'm trying yeah, to like, do some, like, something here. Daddy, want to carve a pumpkin? Daddy, I want to go to the parade. Daddy, I wish mommy was alive. <laughs> and he's like, just go watch Charlie Brown. And he's like, Charlie Brown's an asshole. And... um. <laughs> Which is kind of true, and yeah. um, and so then he finally shuts the corpse up, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go fucking carve this jack lantern." And he seems like he's really pissed at the kid, and you're like, "What's he about to do?" And he grabs a knife and takes the kid downstairs in the basement. And you're like, "Oh no, oh no!" Mm-hmm. And he raises the knife and just goes slash. Mm-hmm. And raises the <laughs> knife back up, back up, yeah. and, and there and there's blood, and you're like, oh shit, he just killed the kid. Mm-hmm. And then we see that he didn't kill the kid, but he did jam it into the kid's head, the um the the dead kid's head, and they're Charlie, gonna make I a jack o' lantern. Yes, yeah. Charlie, 
and they're going to make a jack-o'-lantern out of this dead kid's head. <laughs> it's good. And the it's kid, a bonding experience. His son kind of looks like Chucky because he's got red hair and like oh, overalls and everything. Yeah. So that's fun too. Yeah. He does. It's, it's a fun yeah. little story. Don't forget then, to help uh... me with the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think think next we meet laurie right yeah their story is kind of just like happening throughout the process yeah. it's like little bits and mm-hmm. pieces like we meet them initially right. and then we see them again later that's what's interesting what really separates this anthology movie from a lot of other anthology movies is that they really all are in- interconnected in many ways it's not just like yeah. one story next story next story um exactly everything's happening kind of at once but yeah Lor- we meet laurie who's named after laurie Sturrode from of halloween course. of course because she's and, this uh, sort of yeah. virginal girl who has these friends and I and her sister who are much more experienced in the art of trying to land a man. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, you or need a to woman, stop apparently. being sus. Yeah, su- yeah. You know, if they have a hot ass, apparently yeah. she's just <laughs> she had nice whatever. Ass. <laughs> I'm like, good for you, girl. Yeah. And uh, and so they're like, you listen, you've really got to get out of your shell and you have to yeah. approach them. They're, they're not going to come to you. So they dress mm-hmm. her as Little Red Riding Hood, thinking that's going to be like a hot little costume. And it's almost like an initiation of some sort, you know. It's good. Yeah, they're all dressed as fairy tale princesses and mm-hmm. that's fun. And so, yeah, so they're just like walking around this like Halloween carnival and everyone's just getting drunk. And in the in the in the meantime, there's some girl who is making out with some guy dressed as a vampire who turns out to be mm-hmm. apparently of actual vampire because he b- bites her neck and she like yep. runs away screaming and he finds her and no one believes that she's hurt because it's Halloween and everyone's drenched in fake blood and stuff. And mm-hmm. he gets her bites her to death, I guess. And then just dis- displays her out there with some drunks that are <laughs> passed out Yeah, and no one knows the difference. And then we meet these kids well, we've met a few, few of them, but now we meet the other two, mm-hmm. and um, they are at the house of this girl named R- Rhonda, who really goes all out for Halloween. She's got all of these Rhonda jack lanterns the out. She's this like Carrie kind of character, and she's a savant. Um, so that's yeah, fun. She's, she's like just just a big like dorky nerd, and I yeah. love her trying to live her and, life. Um, yeah. And they've been collecting jack-o'-lanterns because they're going to this rock quarry where way back in the day, there was this incident where the bus driver was paid by the parents of these kids that were kind of like the rejects or the outcasts, the ones that had maybe developmental problems or physical abnormalities. And they paid this guy to drive them off this rock quarry and kill them. I love how this flashback sequence is filmed. It's just, it just, oh, it so feels cool. like, you know, a throwback to like the seventies. It's just, mm-hmm. and all the masks the are so fucking creepy look. and yeah, orange glow. And yeah, it's, it's really good. Oh, it's really good. so, and it's like sad too. Cause like it's all of these kids are just like, you know, it's not their fault. No, they've and, been tossed out by their parents and yeah. Yeah. It's so sad. And the, the bus driver apparently got away, but no one's heard of him for mm-hmm. a long time. And they're, they've brought these jack-o'-lanterns out, I guess, because they think it's going to help with, like, the spirits. And they're trying to initiate Rhonda into their group. But really, it's just this horrible prank. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they pretend to be the, 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 the dead kids. And they try to scare her, and she gets yeah. so scared that she falls into another little quarry and hits her head. Mm-hmm. And there's like this ele- elevator that takes you down to the quarry. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they start to hear these weird sounds, and they're like, What is that? And it turns out that the dead kids have come back from the grave, and they're pissed off at these asshole kids that tried to scare Rhonda. So Rhonda locks herself in the elevator and they're like, let us in. And she's like, I'm good. And just like, (laughs) screw you guys. I'm going home. (laughs) Yeah. She just goes back up and just hears them being like torn, torn, torn to bits. Yeah. She's just like, well, serves you right. It's great. And I love when like Sam walks by and they have this little like respect moment. Like, yeah, yeah, girl. Yeah, good. You go. (laughs) And then we go back to the vampire Laurie bit because Laurie Mm -hmm. decides to walk to this party in the woods instead of getting a ride with her friends and sister. And she's being stalked by this vampire guy. And you're like, oh, no, Laurie is about to be warm food. This is not good. 
Mm-hmm. But then it cuts back to the party, and we hear this guy screaming, and this body wrapped in Laurie's cloak, like, flies into the party, like, f- from a tree <laughs> with this yeah. broken leg, and yeah. they o- open up the cloak, and it's the vampire guy, and they're like, what? Mm-hmm. And then Laurie walks out, and she's all like, yeah, I did that. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And then they take the mask off the guy, and it's the principal from the first story. You yeah, know. it turns out he was wearing those fake plastic fangs. I don't know how you bite anyone with those. They must be, like, really I sharp. I get it. <laughs> and so then we discover that all these women um, are part of this, like, werewolf coven or something. And they just start to, like, take off their skin oh and become God. these werewolves. It's one of the, and like, coolest sequences in, it's like, really neat. any movie ever. <laughs> like, just, it's like... so great. Because he was he was really smart because he, did, he didn't use CGI. He just... He, yeah. But the way he does it, too, is so, like, sexual, where, like, they're tearing off yeah. their skin like it's clothes. And, mm-hmm. and you got that now problematic Marilyn Manson, you know, but the, the Sweet oh, Dreams yeah. song over the top of it. But, yeah. It's, it's a really great scene. And they have a nice little Halloween feast. Good for them. They do. They do. Good for them. It's a fun little turn of events because, you know, Anna Paquin mm-hmm. was Little Red Riding Hood, but it turns out she was also the wolf. So she was both. Exactly. Nice twist, huh? Didn't see it coming, did you? Gotcha, as our dear Karen would say. <laughs> Every chance that she gets. Um. <laughs> they, if they do not bring her back for ends in some way, like like on an she iPad or something. says gotcha. Oh, no, here's, here's what's going to happen. Lori is going to be, like, fighting Michael. It's going to be the last scene, and she's going to pull out an iPad, and it's just going to have Karen on it being like, gotcha. <laughs> Please, dear God, let's uh, put that in the ether here. If only. Just if only. Bring her back just for a ridiculous, implausible <laughs> cameo. Uh, Even if she comes back as 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 like a ghost. Just mm-hmm. like God. Gotcha. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if only. But we digress. Uh, um, we we never do. We never do that. I don't speaking know of, of ghosts from the past, we have our mm. final big story, which is going back to Mr. Krieg. That mean AKA old Mr. Krieg. Mr. Scrooge up in here. Mm-hmm. Little Scrooge McDuck just mm-hmm. not being nice to the kids. He scares them with his dog named Spite. I love spite. that. Spite. Yeah, not his spike. Dog spite. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and he's just spending Halloween just terrorizing kids and burning random pictures in his fireplace, which which we don't understand why yeah. until later. He, he and, eats one of those um, uh, candy bars, but then he's yes. like, ew, this is gross. So he doesn't well, actually disgusting. digest it. Yeah. And then he starts to hear some weird noises around his house and these little footsteps and giggles. And it turns out our dear friend Sam has played a little Halloween visit for this fella because he wants to teach him the true meaning of Halloween. When he goes into his bedroom, like the walls and ceiling are covered with, we don't know if it's blood or pumpkin guts or something, but it's like, yeah, it just says trick or treat all over the place. And yeah. And like pumpkins just spontaneously combust everywhere. It's like, there's something sinister going on here. Yeah. And he's, he's designed to look like, um, John Carpenter, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) Which I can see that. He does though. (laughs) And, uh, Sam is kind of like the creature from the thing to some degree where it's just like mm-hmm. crawling over the place and he's like, what the fuck? I mean, the ceiling and, yeah. And, yeah. uh, eventually he get he gets his gun and like shoots him. And he, and I, I, I love the way that Sam just slides across the floor. They're so good. <laughs> and he just has like pumpkin guts. Like it's not even blood. It's just like all these pumpkin seeds and stuff. That's yeah. Because his, his and... mask came off at some point. So yeah, he just mm-hmm. had that demonic pumpkin head in there and like he's just yeah. pumpkin face. It's really yeah. cute though. I think, he's yeah, adorable. it is cute. And, uh, and then at some point he just like leaves. He's just mm-hmm. like, I think I've had enough and I'm um, gone. I, I think what they're trying to get is that, uh, Krieg, that's his name, right? Krieg yeah. was like refusing to hand out candy earlier. So Sam mm-hmm. gets a piece of candy and now Krieg has actually basically given out candy. So like, right. he is no longer, um, breaking tradition Mr. anymore he actually mr scrooge over here yeah he yeah, did he's... what he's supposed to do even though he didn't really give it to yeah. him he just kind of stole it from him but whatever <laughs> yeah because then he he leaves and then it, it flashes to like i guess a few hours mm-hmm. later and he's all bandaged up from his big fight with sam he's got like all this crap on his face 
And these kids knock on his door and he hands out candy and he's like, you know, kind of a happy-go-lucky guy now. But then we see what he's been burning in his fireplace is pictures of him in front of the school bus with all those kids from back in the day. So he was Mm. the bus driver the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. The whole time. time, The whole time. The whole time. time. (laughs) And then there's another knock on the door. And you're like, oh, no. And he opens the door, and it's all the zombie kids from the bus. And they're like, trick or treat. And he's like, oh, "Oh, no. It's such a good ending. (laughs) It cuts back to the opening again. Mm Mm-hmm where um, the married couple are wa- walking down the street and so is Rhonda. She's almost hit by a car which is being dri- driven by all the werewolf girls. Mm-hmm. And so it all kind of comes together. They're all kind of related, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. It's one of those movies that rewards repeated viewings which I always like those. It does. Um, those are always my favorite which is why I've watched mm-hmm. Drop Dead Gorgeous a million times and yeah. yeah. Because you always notice something a little details. bit different in these movies. Yeah. The, the details. Of it. Yeah. 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 It is a fun movie. I don't see how anyone cannot enjoy this movie. Yeah. If you don't, you might just be a bad person. <laughs> That's really all there is to it. It's just like a giant love letter to Halloween and yeah. horror and John Carpenter mm-hmm. and, you know, everything else. You know, it's uh, the entire season, really. And the history yeah. of Halloween, which you never hear anything mm-hmm. about because nobody no. really ever talks about it. Like, we celebrate this holiday that nobody knows anything about for the most part. So it's... It's yeah. interesting. Yeah, and it's also like 80 minutes long, so it's not like a big it's investment very, I of your always time. forget how short it is because they cram <laughs> so much into this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget too. It's really short, so It's constantly it's moving though. Like the pacing is mm-hmm. really good. Like there's not any like it's lull moments pacing. in it. Yeah. There is no fat on this mo- movie whatsoever. No. And he's an very editor too, I think. So I I could see that. That makes yeah. sense. So you know, most of y'all have probably already seen this movie, but you have if you haven't or it's been a while, go, you know, give it a watch. Do we have some overlooked gems to round out the month? Yes, indeed. Uh, mine for this week is a film called Madhouse, starring Madhouse, yes. one Mr. Vincent Price. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a film from the 70s. He plays a horror film actor, <laughs> typecasting, yeah. and um, he, his bride-to-be is murdered. And some people kind of blame him for it. He kind of has a, like a nervous break breakdown. And when he gets yeah. out and tries to go back to work, these murders kind of start back up again and everyone's like are you the one doing it if not who is mm-hmm. and it's just a really fun little movie it's got some good mood and um vincent price is always a delight no matter always no matter what so yeah. check it out i believe it's on prime cool or paramount plus or one of those things i don't know yeah, that one's been on my back burner for a while. I, I thought you meant the 81 Madhouse at first. Oh, no. Um, I'll yeah. recommend that one, too, though. Okay, yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's yeah, fun. I've seen that one. Yeah, that one's good. <laughs> it's good. <Yeah. laughs> it's a double Madhouse feature. <laughs> yeah. We're all mad here. Yeah. <laughs> we all go houses. a little mad sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but with this double feature, you'll go extra mad. <laughs> extra super duper mad. <laughs> How much madness can you take at the madhouses? Well, you know, every Halloween is special, but this Halloween is extra super duper special. <laughs> because my Tell daughter Becky it, Iris. is competing. <laughs> Rebecca Ann Lehman. Rebecca. Rebecca, it's, you know what? It's my daughter. Rebecca Ann <laughs> It all goes back. Do we need to do another Drop Dead Gorgeous uh, episode? I think we do at yes, some point. <laughs> yes, we do. There's so much we didn't get I don't it, know what we would do, but, uh, but we'll why figure not? It why not? We'll just talk about it again. We'll get a guest on and <laughs> talk about some stuff we didn't mention or something. I don't know. Uh, that's cool. Okay, so I'll do All About Evil from 2010. Oh, cool. That uh, The one with uh, Natasha Lyonne and Thomas Decker and mm-hmm. Cassandra Peterson and Mink Stoll and Peaches Christ and Jack Donner. It's just like who's who of horror here um i mean not thomas decker so much but it was like that two-year period when thomas decker was like the it kid and everything you know he was in like nightmare on elm street and uh that terminator series and uh heroes Mm -hmm. and a lot of a lot of things um but this movie you got a schlock filmmaker who like quickly cultivates a rabid legion of gore fans who help catapult her to newfound local celebrity and she makes all these snuff films, but people don't know if they're real or not, but they're really drawn to it regardless. Um, and one of her biggest fans is this high school student 
whose mom happens to be Cassandra Peterson, which is amazing. Um, <laughs> and he's got like a big Elvira poster in his room, which is <laughs> kind of weird, but amazing. But, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, he doesn't really know if these murders are real or not. Um, but will this brooding youth catch uh, the blame of Deborah's steady stream of actors as they keep disappearing at an ever quickening pace? Uh, what grisly fate awaits those that dare enter the Victoria Theater? Find out all in All About Evil. That's from the plot that description. Good. So, that was yeah, good. That's good. Oh, it's wow. really good. Wow. You made me want to watch that. It's really good. It's like uh, exploit exploitation stuff and uh it's got some comedy in there and uh yeah it's just great and again the cast you can't really beat it it's fantastic um it's really hard to find though because that there's no dvd out anymore it's out of print i think it sounds fun it's, it's fun okay well i can't believe october is almost over that is oh, sad always goes too fast always goes way too quickly uh but yeah everybody i hope you all have a wonderful halloween we're like a week out as we record this episode and we uh, are you know where you can find yeah you know where we are you know we're on facebook and twitter at uh h2hh podcast we're on instagram mm-hmm. at homos on haunted hill we're on patreon at pa- yeah. patreon.com slash homos on haunted hill we are about to release a wonderful episode on a wonderful film um i believe it was one of your top five films of all time always stay spooky in the meantime yeah we'll be, we'll be back in november for some uh Whatever we end up covering. Something. <laughs> whatever the, whatever the fuck we feel listen, like. We don't, we're going to do what we want. Look, it's going to be better this than last is... November, regardless, when the election was That's going right. on for like oh my God. a fucking week. And it was just, oh. That was something else, wasn't it? Oh Oof. my God. Yeah, that my trauma stressful. is coming out here. I can't, yeah. It's all the trauma. It's the trauma. The trauma, trauma, trauma. Trauma, 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 trauma. <laughs> <sighs> That's not the theme for the next movie either. I'm going to be upset. It better be. I'm I'm walking out. If there's no gotcha and it doesn't have a theme song, I'm done. Okay, everyone. Well, you know, uh, go carve your jack-o'-lanterns now. And yeah. Yes. We'll see ya. Goodbye.